Hi guys, I'm your host Camila and welcome to our podcast Conversando, where we're turning up the volume on our community's voices. Join us for lively chats with a colorful mix of guests from Latinitas insiders and achievers to everyday Latinos with extraordinary tales, because here it's all about the chat. This episode of Conversando is a little unique because we have the entire Latinitas communications team, including me, starting with the incredible woman who keeps us all together, our amazing comms director, Salwa Yordi. We also have our lovely communications coordinator, Alondra Dame, and our talented digital content coordinator, Frankie Alanis. And on the drums, we have me, our magazine media editor and occasional podcast host, Camila. What started out as a fun little way of giving you guys an insight into what we do honestly just evolves into just chatting it up and well, isn't that what Conversando is all about? Anyways, enjoy! So, yay! So I am going to ask all of you, including me, because I'm a part of this episode too now. Oh my gosh! To introduce yourself and your staff title. I guess I'll go. My name is Camila de Jesus. I occasionally host the podcast, but I am the magazine and media editor for Latinitas. I'm Frankie Alanis. Um, I'm the digital content coordinator at Latinitas, and I sometimes host the podcast, but I think, Camila, you're a little uh, dishonest. You majority do the podcast. Um very well though uh you do the editing so we're, we're, combined. Yeah, we're combined we co-podcast co but you're the main host i'm the behind the scenes man and yeah my name is alondra dame and i am the communications coordinator at latinitas i'm salva jordi and i am the communications director for latinitas we have such good titles. So, okay, um, if you guys could give a summary, and I guess, again, I'll do this too, but later. Um, I'll go last. Give a summary of your life up until working at Latinitas so that people know you, your life story, a little bit of it. Yeah, um, I can go first. Uh, so I was actually born in Galveston, but then I lived in Houston up until I was six. And then my dad got a job offer in this really small town called Schulenburg. It's about like an hour or two away from Houston. And like their goal was to just live there for a year, try it out, see what happened. And then it turns out we just never left. Like my parents have like bought land, built their forever home. Like that's where they're staying. But like ever since I was little, I knew that like small town living was not for me like that's not what I had in mind for me ever so once I graduated high school I was just super excited to like leave so I went to Texas State and those are some of the best years of my life I was there for four years and I met some of my best friends and I think I really found my calling um in communication especially like mass comm I think it was just like really just everything just like led me here and I was little like once I got like my first iPhone like my life just changed like it was just like Twitter and like Instagram and all of these things like my life just changed it's funny because my parents would always be like oh like get off that phone like what can you possibly be doing like what are you learning there and then when I got this job at Latinitas I was like you see like being on my phone like did pay off so like <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have taken my phone away so many times but yeah after I graduated <laughs> college um everyone was just like oh what's next what's next and like it was just like kind of me not knowing what I wanted to do next. I, I, I knew that I maybe wanted to go the nonprofit route. And every time I would say that, people would just look at me so crazy, like, oh, you want to do that? And I'd be like, yeah, like, I, I, that is what I want to do. Um, and, you know, I think at that point in my life, too, I like really became 
really wanted to advocate for the Latino community because I think I spent a really long time in my mm -hmm. life not doing that just because of where I grew up. And then Latinitas just like came into the equation and like I was like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. It just like made so much sense for me and like where I was at in my life at that point. And I'm about to be here. My one year anniversary, I think is like next week. I think so. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that's exciting. Um, but yeah, this is like one of the best jobs I've ever had. I love everyone that I work with and I just feel really lucky to be here um, and just like learn every day from everyone in this call and like everyone in the office too. I just feel really lucky. I was going to say that because uh, my anniversary just passed, the, like the formal anniversary, because I was contracting and they brought me oh, in, yeah. and I was just thinking, yeah, two weeks from now, I'll be Alondra. <laughs> it's been a year. I know, it's crazy. I can't We've believe come it. come a long way in a year. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All in super succession. It was like, I was in June, mm -hmm. then you, Salwa, then Alondra, it was just slowly we were built <laughs> yeah just building the team <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. i'll go next so um a bit about me i was born in venezuela i i have middle eastern descent and I mean, since little i i love communications like my dream was to be in front of a camera um i moved to the states whenever i was 15 years old i've been now here what 22 years and i was in colleen it, it was this you know town where fort hood is military town so i was like maybe the five percent not military related and um whenever i graduated high school i um I mean, I had the opportunity to go to UT, but unfortunately I couldn't go because I did not have uh, papers. I was an immigrant and I didn't have a social security or so. And then a year after that, uh, thanks to my mom, I was able to get a social security. And then I went to San Antonio, so I was there for four years and I went to UTSA. And after that, um, thinking that I was going to perhaps get a job in TV, I, I didn't. It was harder than I thought. So I moved to Austin, and I've been in Austin going on 17 years now. And my call was always, I want to work on TV. And, and throughout that process, I started working in nonprofit. And um, I've done a bit of everything from executive assistant to programs, development, and I call it now full circle. Now I do communications for Latinitas after being, um, you know, a volunteer doing Purple Party. So I doing nonprofit work for the last 11 years. Um, I, 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 you know, I do other things too. I freelance and I have like my own blog in Spanish too, which is a passion of mine. But um, you know, like Alondra, I'm going on my first year of working as a, you know, full-time communications director. And, and I see, I call this like full circle just because my, my dream and then now my professional life like makes sense. Um, now, I don't know, for the, for the longest, I used to work with organizations that perhaps serve people uh, yeah. dealing with homelessness or in the foster care system or I was doing foundation work and I was embracing communications and now thanks to you know to Latinitas I'm doing that um, same thing I always want to give back and I think this mission has become really personal to me because of you know the community that we serve I do believe that you know Latinitas has a lot long impacting um, 
I don't know. Our mission is so impactful that you know we we you know we we, we make the change and um, and yes, it's just a bit of, of everything. At times I feel that I'm all over the place just because uh, I do a bit of so many things. Like Alondra said, I, I've enjoyed working with everybody, and and I feel that I don't know the community <laughs> that we built in the past you know eight months is so strong and so loving and so caring that. Um, that you feel it. And what can I say about my communications team? I think you guys are the best. Frankie, Camila, and Alondra, I'm really lucky to have you guys. And and yeah, that's a, a, a bit about me. I, I talk a lot. So, oh, Frankie, I'll pass it to you. <laughs> I'll pass it to you. <laughs> so um, I grew up in a small town outside of Houston called Missouri City. Uh, literally lived here my entire life. Lived in the same house since I was three. I don't know, two, three. I don't know, like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I was a kid, you know, like, I feel like when somebody asked me, like, I remember the first time somebody asked me what I wanted to be when I was a kid, I think I said a duck. That's so valid. That's so <laughs> valid. <laughs> you know, I get it so, so hard. Andrew's <laughs> like, I get it, me too. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know, uh, and it didn't kind of register until I got to my second year of college. Um, well, I went to, to to Wharton County Junior College, which is on the street from me, um, for my first two years. So I did like my basics, uh, trying to you know get my footing, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was originally going to do computer science, but I was like, this is too hard. I don't like math. We're not going to do this. So I said, nope, transferred to U of H and did uh, media production because I remembered when I was a kid that I did like... Like, I remember this, like, camera that I found, and I just always had, like, obsession with, like, photos and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's where it led me. And so I graduated from U of H in 2020, and then I started here at Latinitas in January of 2021 as an intern uh, for a content production, uh, and then got hired on as a contractor in June, July of 2021 and then became a full-time April or May of 2022 so I've been here for like a long time I've seen a lot of um I've seen a lot of just different eras of Latinitas and this is the best era I think that we've had um yeah there's just so much like you said there's just so much love that comes out to what we do and I think also when I was a kid I always I always knew that I wanted to help people and I've been kind of in that nonprofit space too where it's like there's people who come to me because they see that I have a camera and they're like oh do you want to be a part of this nonprofit I'm like yeah sure but they don't really come through with it this is a different space and I definitely get those looks too of like oh you work with a nonprofit but it's like hold up hold up hold up wait let me tell you about this because it's just yeah. it's different you know like we're also just a different to fear of people too like we're just so different and we just mesh so well so it's just it's so nice yeah no i love that i um okay a little bit about me i grew up very close to frankie not even knowing it like 10 minutes away i guess in sugarland which is another suburb um of houston um and I, I always loved writing. That was like my biggest thing. I loved writing songs, loved writing poems. I loved writing like my dad writes. So I loved writing like books or like attempting to. And I never knew what to do with that. 
I, I just, when I graduated, I was like, psychology, I guess, which makes no sense. Um, and I went to college and I was like, I'll be a therapist. And then I was like, that's actually emotionally, that's actually a lot. And maybe that's not what I want to do. And I had an amazing professor in, I moved to Brooklyn in 2017. And I had an amazing professor in Brooklyn College who was just like, hey, like you really seem like you're interested in writing. Why don't you take like a television writing course? And I had to fight to get in it because the admin, my administrator would not let me because she's like, you're in psychology. There's no reason for you to take that course. But he like snuck me in in a way and it changed everything. I loved writing. I loved the idea of writing for television. It taught me how to write in a group setting and receive feedback. It was so fun. So I changed my major to radio and television. And then I moved back to Austin in 2021. And then I realized in order to work anywhere, you need experience. <laughs> so I was told, have you done any internships? And I was like, you know, no, I have not. Um, and so then even though I had graduated, I was looking at internships. I saw Latinitas and it was just so perfect. It was like remote at a time that I was like super remote. And it was like, you know, it was it was not writing, but it was content production, which is something I have experience in, in terms of like editing. I had done video editing, but not to the level that Frankie does for sure. Um, and I just, I, I thought it was so exciting. And I remember I waited like two months to hear back and I, or like a month or something. And I was so scared. I literally thought I was like, I, I applied for this and I'm never going to get it. And then I got an email and then I got and then I got it and I worked under Frankie, which was really, really special, really amazing because I had a big interest in the podcast and you just let me like run with it. You let me edit for it and like occasionally host. And it was just such an exciting experience. And then working with like women, Hispanic women, it was just something I'd never experienced, like an environment. I remember telling my mom being like, if you can work in that environment, you should try to work there. And then the minute my internship was up, I asked if they had a full-time position and they did with the magazine, which worked because I, as I said, love writing and, and I just, the rest is history. I loved it. I fell in love with it. I think magazine writing and like managing is literally what I want to do. And I would have never figured that out having not been here, but I also just want to do it here. Working here is such a privilege and I, I do really love our team. I was going to, so like the next question actually, Frankie, is if you can give us context because you're the longest person here on um, how the comms team has developed. Because like I said, I started in June, then Salwa started in like August and then two weeks later, Alondra started. So that's like the reforce of our team. So what was, what was going on before that? <laughs> You're editing, um, so. so. Yeah, so I mostly just edit the videos and stuff like that. We just had, I think we had, like, two other comms people before. Uh, it just never was, like, I guess a really, like, defined roles, more or less. Um, kind of everyone doing everything. But I think once Sawa got on, there was a lot more structure to what we were supposed to be doing uh was something that i never had i mean i was only i was only pretty much being managed by the, the marketing coordinator um every single role but we didn't have a marketing coordinator for a long time and i'm remote too so it's a little harder for me to get like communicate with everybody especially with the, just a lot going on at the time um like when we were having just like issues of just not 
I guess not having this structure. So yeah, that's kind of what it's been like. But I think that the last over the last year, it's been a lot, a lot better and um, just more love. Like that's just all I can say. It's just been just like just a privilege. You know, it's 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 fun to to wake up every day and work. Yeah. No, I totally feel it. And I super agree with what you said about Saba because when I, I got the role of like magazine writer, but there was no one managing me. There was no like, it was just like, you're on the magazine, go. And it, like, there was no, nothing really there. And so getting Salwa to be like, you know, I'm your over, like, I'm the person that you talk to if there's an issue. I'm the person you talk to if you need anything. Just having that resource and then having that resource for someone who's, who actually cares, who's actually like amazing at your job. It's just, it truly is a privilege. I love comms. I love our entire team. I think we're so like special. So yeah. So like, thank you everyone. Um, okay. <laughs> Last sort of commsy question. There's an event happening. Detail what you do at the event. What do you do before the event? I'm going to give Alondra like a heart attack. <laughs> and then what do you do during the event? I'll go first because mine is really easy. Um, I, sorry, but um, I, I write about the event. So if there's an event happening, I go to it and I take a bunch of notes. I'm like in a corner writing. And if I'm doing like a TikTok for it, I film that like a day in the life of that event. And then that's I'm just there filming and or writing. And then like my job really starts the next day when I have to like write the article on what it was about, what it was like. So for me, it's a little bit easier than all of these guys. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it, it's been really interesting because I think I tend to be a very, I can be a very type A person where I like everything to be super organized and I like to know what I'm getting myself into. And like, since I started working here, I just like have had to let that go a little bit because things just get thrown at you like at all times and you just kind of have to go with it. And which is like totally fine. Like that's just, you know, that's just the like the space we're working in. So what I have noticed is that like every single conference that we do is so different from what we've previously done, even if it's like the same conference just another year. Like I I just kinda have to wait and see. But I think it like really starts everything with programs like they're the ones doing it on and they like come to us and I think what like it really just starts off is like kind of what um assets and things we're working with because I think every conference that we have is like thematically like very different from the others um and I think from there I really like just like to get with Salwa and Frankie and just be like okay like what do we need to do how many videos do we need to have out how many graphics do we need to make etc cetera, etc cetera. um I think for me like like the biggest thing is like probably conference day and like just getting as much content as humanly possible. I think our last conference, like at Eco Chica, I was wearing my Apple Watch and I think I walked like over ten thousand steps that day. <laughs> it was it was just crazy because you're just like up and down and like trying to get interviews and like trying to make TikToks and like all these things. But I think that's kind of like the fun of it because like you kind of don't know what to expect and you're just kind of going with the flow the whole time um but I don't know personally like I I really enjoy that because I don't think a single conference has been the same and it, it, it keeps the job fun I think because if not I genuinely think I would just be bored of doing the same thing every day and that's always like sometimes like my family will be like well like what do you do and I'm like well it depends on the day <laughs> like it really does depend on the day <laughs> yeah but um but it's it's a lot of fun I, and I think especially like in comms like we just have such a 
a space to be creative and um especially like with this with this team like I I always say like I'm very open to like ideas and things like even our interns like sometimes I'm just like please just send me all your ideas like send me all the TikToks and stuff and that's what Frankie and I talk a lot too is like even if we try to plan we can't even plan it that much because trends are changing so fast you kind of are just waiting until the week up to see what's trending that day and then you're just hopping on that um so I think it's it's hard to like try to be prepared um just because things are changing so fast in social media and everything but I think that's what keeps it fun so I mean I, I was listening to like you know all of you guys and I think you know um at times perhaps that's like one of the the issues that different nonprofits will run into you know like you know sometimes we don't have resources or you know we're lucky now that we have a communications team that is actually operating but i remember you know i was brought in as a contractor for a month and a half and i was you know trying to figure out oh my god how am i going to organize it because just things were all over the place and at times i didn't know where to start and And at times I'm a bit of OCD, but then I kind of sort of like let that go within the job too, because it is true what Alondra said, like things get thrown at us and we have to figure it out as we go. And and at times like we're strong enough now, like I feel that the beauty of this year, and I, I don't know, I mean, this anniversary for, for me is just that now we're such in a good place where everybody has their expectations that, of course, Yes, I might be the director, but at the same time, I, I feel more that, I mean, I just like the dele delegating part and that you guys run with it and that you guys are creative enough and like there's that trust. Like we both want for the product to shine and to be so good that I think that's the beauty of whenever you have a strong, good team that is aligned and working together and there is teamwork. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about, you know, Latinitas. And, and I think that's just so beautiful. When it comes to me and my job, <laughs> I was sharing this with Alondra. I feel I do a bit of everything. I feel I'm the one that filters what's coming. So I pretty much filter what might be coming in. And then I kind of sort of, so this is what's going to be happening, you guys. What's the best way to work around it? Just for us not to get overwhelmed. I mean, I think like that's one of my things. I just don't want to be stressed out or you guys feeling stressed out. So that's one of those things. But I mean, I feel that I'm like the fixer filtering and of course it's handling like those media relations that might come up our way, events. And then at the same time, you know, I do have a strong, um, I would say out of everybody's been really interesting just because um, I learned that I feel like everything that might come my way, like, you know, it's it's interesting every morning that I communicate oh you know can we post this or can we post that knowing that perhaps there is a social media calendar going on but things change and partners have different expectations of us or donors and at the same time leadership might want something and then you have to kind of sort of just make it happen for them so I don't know I mean whenever like three words that might describe me is like it's you know it's delegating at the same time managing And it's this like this wellness check. Like I just want that I just want everybody to be okay, knowing at times that I don't see you every day. I don't talk to you every day. I mean, for, for whoever is remote, like, you know, I've been thinking of like, you know, how, you know, Frankie, like, I mean, I don't report myself every day. I don't talk to him every day. And and that the work and the trust is there for things to get delivered. So yeah, it's interesting. Now lately, I mean, I've been touching 
programs a lot and I mean I do enjoy doing that but at the same time I feel at times a bit split and uh, that's been going on for the last couple of months too to this beautiful transition that we've gone through but I mean I've enjoyed it and when it comes to communications is that I think I'm like the filter I'm, I'm, I'm the one that filters and delegates and kind of sort of creates just a bit of expectation and then and then the beauty of the work is just like, you know, we make it happen and then, you know, it gets published. But it's just a lot, you know, it's promoting the event, the outreach, making sure that people do show up to the event, We're, you know, working with programs and and leadership and then making sure that everybody's on the same page. And I mean, now it's easy, but you go back in time. And I mean, I remember whenever and I, I'm sure people who might listen to us, you know, they encounter this issue where. If somebody has been doing it for so long, they don't want to delegate the job to you. And, you know, it's just it's just really interesting how now things just perhaps we're just rolling with it. But because we've kind of found, you know, we found like what's the secret sauce, like what's what works, what works for us, what works for me and what works for you guys, too. But I think it's just attitude, too. We have such a positive attitude within the team that we just go with it. Communications is hard. It's just because I feel that we push out the we push out everything that, that we're doing and and throughout this year we've done a lot. I mean, you know, we revamped the podcast, the you know, the magazine, the website. It's been so much and the conferences and then every day you see something no, and like that's what I'm so proud of our social media. And then Miranda's not here, but you know, our graphic designer Miranda, who's got so creative and has created like, you know, the brand of Latinita that is so unique too. So it's this creative process, like all working together just to kind of sort of de- deliver the mission and be unique. And I think that's the beauty of Latinitas. I think in the last year, and I'm sure prior to that too, because that's always like stood up for me, like, you know, the graphics and how things have been so so beautiful and all of that but i think our messaging and how things are being delivered it it makes sense and at times i I think i'm like at times we don't even have a strategy for it it just comes up as we go you know and and it makes me wonder you know as perhaps as, as a manager like you know you have to be intentional you know and and I don't know, it just works out. And I don't know if we're lucky. I'm lucky enough you guys like to have you guys, but I mean, it's been hard like getting adjusted and I'm sure for anyone who, you know, who goes into a job and and managing and, and, and doing new things and creating structure. I think for the first time we created structure and I think that's that's key. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. But yeah, as comms where everyone is super, super busy. If there's anything ever going on. It's just very intense. Frankie, what do you want to give a rundown of your situation? Um, I think they're like before it's a lot of like, you know, like they're talking about like just getting in contact, figuring out what we're gonna do. On my part, um, I look at a lot of TikTok and I watch a lot of TikTok and I watch a lot of videos. So I kind of get um kind of acclimated of what I wanna do or, you know, I mean I already have like all the footage in the world. Um, so that's like majority of my job is just making sure that all of our promo promos are good and coordinating what, what needs to be said sometimes too with Camilla, you know, we work sometimes on doing that and, 
making sure we just are up to the uh, up to the Latinita standard of having everything just uniform. Um, I'm very big on just having everything just look a certain way when it comes to different conferences, like because every conference is different, and I think that's the beauty of it too. Like Alondra was saying, like there's there's something different every like year like we never had an eco chica from like startup chica that was totally different for me and it was the most the coolest thing in the world like yeah so it was different from like our regular startup chica that we do you know we're doing future chica in san antonio so i'm actually really excited to see what different stuff you know can come out of that so yeah i'm just i love the 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 freedom to be creative um here i love that i have a team that allows me to to you know do whatever i want basically um but yeah and other than that you know a day of is just getting as much footage as i can and and then sometimes we do podcasts that are related to like different stuff but that's like the majority of it yeah so moving on to more fun questions we definitely pandered this question but we can open it up what Taylor Swift song describes your position, but it can be not Taylor Swift. Alondra just got so excited. I have so much to think about right now. Your positions. Think of your title. Think of what you do. I'm trying to think. What do I do? <laughs> the silent. The silence in the room. <laughs> I've been in a very big, like, reputation kick. Like, I just keep on listening to the album. And, like, the song that pops up to my head is Delicate. I don't know. Because when I when I think of comms, like, I think you, you do have to be careful with what you say and what you share. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, we're the ones in charge of making things look good and making things look pretty to everyone. Um, because we could have this great event. But if we weren't working together like no one's gonna know we had this great event um so I don't know why that that song is just like it like pops up to my head like you know it's a fun song but like you know I have to be careful with what we're putting on and like what we're saying and like what other people are saying um so I don't know I'm I'm gonna go with delicate I'm gonna start so my favorite song I think the song is Rihanna work you know work 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 (laughs) <laughs> yeah cool. that is yeah that okay, is definitely that's kind of that, ironic. that is definitely that's, yeah that's definitely you <laughs> mm, i think i have one what is it maybe like lavender haze because i don't know mm. just the name of it because i live in a haze all the time <laughs> because sometimes i just don't know what's going on and because we're, <laughs> we're latinitas and we're, we're purple, purple. <laughs> yeah we're purple so it's very that's a good one yeah. uh, you know valid that's pretty good latinitas and we're purple i this isn't gonna make much sense i feel she's gonna come out with like the saddest taylor swift song known to man (laughs) i i think it's unexpected uh especially because i think alondra knows my tier list (laughs) but um it's wildest dreams from 1989 
Because I really feel like this job truly, like this job is like, if you handmade a job for me, that was like the perfect job that I could do where it's like, it's writing. It's also like voiceovers sometimes. It's also interviewing. It's so, I love my job. I literally, I literally think it is like the wildest dream. The other one I was going to say is blank space only because it has like writing vibes and I'll write your name, but like, I'm not writing your name. So, so wildest dreams. That's, that's, that's definitely it. Yay, I found one. That's so funny. It's so funny that that's a question because I can automatically think of a song that's not my job, like, at all, is The Lakes because of the one specific uh, line that's, like, um, those hunters with cell phones. And every time I hear that line, I'm like, I'm the hunter with the cell phone because that is literally my job. (laughs) I'm like, that's literally my job. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm there at all times. I'm actually. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, after Purple Party, like I was like going through like oh, you know yeah, the yeah. videos and stuff like that, and I was trying to find songs, and I and I was on such uh, the Speak Now oh. kick because of Speak Now oh, just came out, good, and I was like yeah. listening to it over and over and over again, and Long Live hit me, and I was like, oh my god, I started crying. I'm song. such a little like. Yeah, for like just like Latinitas for like especially this purple era party because, because you were just, able to like see like, like everyone fitting. like prior, That's so really that true. makes a lot of sense. Exactly. That that would have been really sense. great. Okay, so sort of comms related, but I'm curious: is there any marketing brands that you guys pull inspiration from? Are there like any like channels on TikTok? Any like brands, big or small? That you're like, wow, that one's really good, and I'm gonna like copy that or remember that, or it takes some inspiration. I just love, you know, like on TikTok, like Duolingo. I love them so much. Like I know that's definitely not a box that we will ever fit into, um, but I just, it's Duolingo and Sour Patch Kids. They have such good branding, like on all platforms. Um, like Sour Patch Kids, like recently, so like the summer I turned pretty has been like really big, and Sour Patch Kids, like on the last episode, they were featured and they were live tweeting the season finale and just like literally like like going after people, like saying like Team Jeremiah, and it's just I just like love that kind of stuff and like ideally like eventually I would like love to do something like that. I know that's very much not our brand and that's not something we could ever do, but I just I just love how like especially like Duolingo. I think they very much change the game when it comes to branding and like kind of like being a little unhinged online, um, just because like that's kind of what people want, you know, especially with like brands like that, like Duolingo, like. That, you know, it's kind of sounds like boring at first. And they're like, how do we make this fun? And like, I think um, she's like, I think she's now like there's like world social media, something like that. She had like a job title change. Like she like, I think she just completely changed the game. I'm a big fan of hers. I cannot remember her name right now, but she I think she completely changed the game. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I fully agree. When they went to when Duolingo went to the Barbie premiere, it's crazy. Crazy. No, yeah. <laughs> Sabo, what were you gonna say? It comes to branding and all of that, you know, I'm 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 a bit more old school and you know, I mean I grew up around, you know, People magazine and of course Latino media had a huge impact on me. So um uh, people in Espanol and and you know, I mean of course the TV the TV channels, you know, like you know, you think Univision and Telemundo and all of that. 
of course, like I go to Nike and I like how, you know, how hip they are, you know, getting your, grabbing your attention to sell a product. And then whenever I think of nonprofit, like I was saying here locally in Austin, you know, I look up to Mobile Loaves and Fishes and perhaps the other one, the other one's foundation, the way they tell the story is so compelling just because, you know, they're serving people who are experiencing homelessness. So they have a lot of following and, and also they've been in existence a bit longer. Well, same as Latinitas, but with different resources, I think. The resources that you have do impact also, you know, your following base, who is it that you're reaching and all of that. But I do think that the past year, you know, it's been, you know, it's a working process. You know, like I was saying, you know, Latinitas has a, had a, a communications department, perhaps not as developed as, as it is right now. Frankie was part of it. And it's grown, but you know, now adding Alondra to the mix and then me coming to the mix, perhaps everything is just, it's an actual functioning department that is doing a lot of things. And, and you know, and I think of my own brand, you know, because Farandula Texas has become my brand and, I, and I'm a bit of everything in a time, you know, at times that's too much. So, you know, it's just focusing on what is it that I want to tell or what is it that I want to share. And, and with us at Latinitas is that because, you know, we're reflecting on storytelling. We need to focus on storytelling. But then at the same time, we have so many events and so many things happening that on a daily basis, Latinitas posts. Like we're one of the few nonprofits in town, in my opinion, who's so aggressively posting on a daily basis. And whenever we, do, we don't post on a daily basis, it's interesting, but uh, it's keeping that standard. And I do think people have noticed that and we have noticed that. And, and, and I don't know, I think our social media, it's, it's so beautiful. And I mean, our messaging and, and whoever keeps an eye on, on Latinitas, they know what's going on with us. And we use our channels to inform. I think it's a big way to inform and tell our following base what is it that we're doing and... And it comes with, you know, I think hard work, a lot of like, you know, it's it's an interesting mix to it. And, and I think it's done manually. So props to Alondra because everything is done manually and it's a lot of work. Okay, but Frankie, what are there any brands? Because I know you're the one that mentioned this. I would be more like Salwa in terms of like print stuff inspires me, like variety, the way they do interviews, that always inspires me, mm-hmm. that type of thing. I don't know, man. I think, um, you know, whatever I see on, on like, Instagram, I'm one of those people. I'll just, like, go on Instagram and, like, scroll and just kind of get ideas of what other people are doing. Uh, so it's a lot of where I get my inspiration from. But in terms of, like, branding, uh, I do really like Duolingo and uh, Scrub Daddy is one of my favorites. That, you were saying that. Yeah. That's so crazy. Um, they're very unhinged, and it's I it's love amazing. Scrub Daddy, too. When they collab, um, oh, it's, it's so good. It's unmatched. Uh, but, yeah. It's so good. But I also think, you know, like, I think I have to put, like, I also like other branding that are, like, inconspicuous. Like, I'm really into, like, the whole, like, uh, Easter egg kind of thing. So, yeah, I really like because oh, yeah, the yeah. kind of where I kind of leaned more to Taylor Swift because I did like a lot of Easter eggs with like logic. Um, so I've kind of like gone from yeah. one side to the other. I don't really listen to logic anymore, but like I really like that she does that and I wish we could do stuff like that. Wait, hold up. You don't really listen to logic anymore? Um, not that I much. I know. I was like, let's no. go. Was not your person? It was. I mean, I went to the last, I went to his last concert and it was good. Um, 
but he hasn't I come out. I feel like there's with, drama there, there's but not, I guess not. There's a little drama. <laughs> okay, I was so I was in the front. So, so I was in the front row, basically. Did he spit on you? No, no I'm sorry. Um, it was really Stop. cool. It was just more like the person in front of me got to meet him, and I was just kind of like salty. Um, but yeah, no big deal. So after was, that, you were just kind of like, kinda like All right, I'm gonna give it a break. Frankie, Frankie took away his streams. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, like, yeah, I was like, all right. I kind of get that, to be honest. Wow. But, um, you have those experiences. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not that I don't listen to him. I still like his music, but like, there's other Just artists. Just like a little slighted. And uh, yeah, like I'm on this Taylor Swift kick. I'm also on like a Dominic Fike kick right now. So oh, yeah. So good, so good, so good. So I'm just. So, okay. On. <laughs> Not on that topic, but are there any guilty pleasures? Like anyone's TV show, anyone's movies, songs that you're like into or not into or you feel bad about indulging in? It has to be a guilty pleasure. Not like, oh, it's like cringy, but like something you genuinely are like, I don't want to admit this. So FYI, okay, so I love reality TV and uh, I do watch um, Housewives. And my favorite are Atlanta, and now Miami has become a favorite one. And then I'm a sucker for The Bachelor. Oh, I know, me too. <laughs> it's so bad. I love it. It's so bad. At times, I call it like I don't know. It's interesting too. Like oh, I mean, I don't know, like trash TV or anything like that. Anything reality. But growing up too, I mean, I would watch MTV and all the Jersey Shore and all of that stuff. That's reality TV is like super mine. (laughs) That's just that's oh my god, it's so bad. No. And today's today's she picks the guy. Oh my god, that's right. Today's the finale. Oh, I have to text my mom. Yeah, today's the finale. We watch it like the second day on Hulu. (laughs) Oh, back. The Bachelorette. Yeah. I don't know. She's, yeah, I don't know. This season has felt a little weird. It was really fast. Yeah, it was, me too. It felt so, fast. I don't know. But um, I don't know. Who do you want? I don't know who should. I don't know. I think I want the guy, the tall guy. Dalton? I mean, Dalton? Uh, the Dalton, like the Nigerian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want him too. I'm trying. I can't even remember who the other know. guy is. Yeah, the other two. I literally don't remember. I'm not sure. No, dude, this whole season no, is not, not memorable. memorable. I just, the, this season is not memorable. It's interesting. Yeah. It's not memorable. And I blame I blame production. You know how production plays a part in it? Like, I don't know, perhaps it wasn't dramatic enough or the cast. So, like, there was something. So I was looking into this because, like, so, okay. So, like, side note T. There's, um, there's a show called The Golden Bachelor that's coming out with, like, an old guy. And my, so my best friend's boss is 70 and she applied for it and she got down to, like, the top 40. But they didn't, they didn't pick her, but she was, like, right there. So she said that production is just three weeks for that show. This show, The Bachelorette, usually it goes eight weeks or usually it's, um, yeah, I think it's like eight or 12 or something. But this season is three episodes less, which is three weeks less. So I think they're using the same money for like The Golden Bachelor and hers. And I think that's why her season is a little less good and very rushed. I don't even know these men's name and they're like getting married this episode. Like, it's really weird. I don't know if she's going to get engaged, to be honest with I don't you. think it's going to work out, because it never does. They never I don't do know, so that's what I watch. I like, always fall in love with them, and then they get heartbroken, like, three months later, and I'm just like, great. Like, oh my god, I'll never recover from Brandon. If you listen and you watch, you know I'll never recover. But anyway, that's all. 
Oh, and I, and I watch all the Medea movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, got, I got a Medea movie on VHS the other day. VHS? Do you oh, have a VHS sorry. player? Yeah, Funny. I have a TV. <laughs> what are your guilty pleasures, Alondra, Frankie? I'm on TikTok like a lot, and <laughs> I love slime TikToks, like the slime video TikToks. Like I will never, yes, I, I hate to admit it, but I will, I will never oh. scroll past it. No, they stress me out. I, I can't love watch them. That. There's this one. There's this one account. I don't like the noise. Who does it like creeps me the out. Scoop, scoopability <laughs> of slimes, and they rate it out of ten. Yeah, I've seen oh, the no, no, I never skip it. I watch it all the way through every single time it's um yeah really i like when they do that with candies but the ones with the no i don't know it's just like it's so relaxing to me i think it started when i was like in high school and like there was at one point it was like when it was like the instagram explore page and like at one point all it was was just a bunch of slime videos for me and i was like this is so embarrassing i don't think i've ever said it out loud but that's my truth that's my truth guys i love slime videos i really do thank you so much for You're admitting welcome. that to us it's a safe space <laughs> yeah thank you what's yours i don't think i have any honestly um maybe like anime sometimes when i'm feeling it i like um, anime though anime's a fun time uh, well it depends I mean, I it have... can be pretty <laughs> it can it can go places I only watch, like, a few shows. Like, I'll watch, like, Dragon Ball Z oh, or, like, yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very much into, like, certain certain ones. Um, I have a really big Star Wars. I mean, mm-hmm. th- I'm not afraid to say that. But, like, <laughs> that's a guilty pleasure. Um, yeah, yeah. I could, I could believe that. Yeah. What else? I mean, I really don't. I don't feel. Playing video games mostly, maybe. Yeah. That's really it. I don't feel it. guilty much for I, any of the things I like. I just I feel guilty for how many hours I spend playing video games, but that's about it. No. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? I really like The Sims, but I'm not cool enough to even play The Sims. I like watching people play The Sims, and that <laughs> that has been my favorite thing to do ever. When I'm done with work, I just flop on my bed and watch this one girl. Her name is Sydney Mack. If you want to watch her, she's such a good Sims builder because that's a niche part of YouTube. She's a Sims builder and she's literally so entertaining and so sweet. And I'll just like fall asleep watching that. And that's that's been my favorite thing for like five months. So that's so funny. That, have y'all seen the uh, the wax melts? So good. Oh yeah, they look edible. Those those stress me out. <laughs> because the other day there was one. It was like takis and some lime, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks good." And it was a wax melt, and I was like, Rude. "I was like, <laughs> it's like the whole yeah, like is it cake like, or so not or whatever thing." Those those I didn't no, watch. Don't, don't stress yourself out. But <laughs> give me a good slime video. Send me the slime video. I'll give it a chance. <laughs> that or the I'm wood sorry. burning videos. The oh yeah, okay. you like the <laughs> I like the. Oh, the she's funny. funny. She's, I she's funny. I, I like so it's her. It's this lady. So she goes on TikTok lives and she does like, these custom wood burnings, but they're so unique to the people. And um, there's people that like get on and they ask for like specific stuff, but it's just so unhinged and she makes just funny noises and she has funny reactions to certain things 
It's a character. She's not being serious. Like she's not. She's not good at it. And it's just like this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just like a whole it. joke. Yeah. Um, that just that just reminded me of something else. <laughs> That's embarrassing. That I've only admitted to like my roommates before, but. <laughs> There was a t- point in time where on my TikTok, I would get like live suggestions of like people making, I don't know if you guys, it was like tumblers like this, but they would like paint them with like different colors. And there's like this one specific lady, her name was like mm-hmm. Miss Dutchie or something like that. And she goes live every single night, every single night. Okay. And she, yes, with the blonde short hair. And she will literally just be blocking whoever is talking bad about her. Like she does not care. Like she will live oh my God. block people <laughs> talking mess about her. But like, it's like crazy because she's like sits there and she FaceTimes whoever ordered the cup or whatever she's custom making. And they're like live picking what colors they want to do and like what kind of swirl they want. Oh. And like she does drops and like, I don't know. I don't know if she's still like a big thing. This was like last oh, year when I was, God. I was entranced, but, um, she would like sell out like within within minutes and like people would be like oh no i want to order one so bad da, 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 da. yeah i don't i don't watch it anymore but th- that was a phase i went through last uh, year too the new one is like the npc that's, now that's so like bad. people go on lives and they're just like npcs oh yeah and they oh, just the get AI like poses good. yeah the ai thing and i'm just I... like Dude. I saw that uh, AI, jeffrey well. star was doing it at one point too they were like why does he need to do is this is he broke <laughs> no, um, not not with the buffalo. You, I don't think. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll end it with like a really little wholesome question. Everyone in this box, in this you know podcasting, has superpowers. You know, when you're working, you have a little superpower, whatever that is. If you could trade superpowers with someone in this little area, who would it be? Like, for example, I thought of this. Mine would be Alondra and I would trade, I would get your like ability. I don't know. I wouldn't trade. I don't know what I'd give you, but I'd get your ability to, (laughs) to like, you have like this ability to like know what's exactly trending and like on the pulse so well. And I, I would like that. I would get that. So that's an example. Essentially it just like compliments each other. Thank you. Like you, I spend a lot of time on my phone. (laughs) But still, it's your job. Yeah. Okay, so if I could, like, okay, so from Frankie, I would want his amazing, like, I enjoy editing, but I would want, like, his amazing video editing skills and, like, how creative he gets. Like, ah, I would want that piece of that for my, like, just to, like, trade it. I would want a bit of that from Camila. I would want her, like, her writing, like, you're just so sharp and... And like, I mean, I enjoy writing in, in Spanish, but like in English, you're like a whole, I don't know, I just love it. And then when it comes to Alondra, her creativity to post, it's like, ah, like so boring. So it would be like, I don't know, it would be, you guys can play like, I don't know, my, my I don't know, my little triangle. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of the same for me. It's like, from Camilla, I think it's just the writing in general. Um, just being able to like write a essay um, and maybe not get str- like doing that every day could be hard it's basically like writing articles is hard you know um so that uh, from Alondra I'd probably um like the same thing like the wording basically writing but like also you're very witty sometimes and it's pretty funny so that and from Sawa just like being a boss 
Uh, yeah, just being a girl boss and being your own brand. <laughs> a girl boss? Well, you said Alondra. I've like your replies in group chats. They're just so like aesthetically pleasing that I would take that because every time I reply anywhere, I'm like, I feel yeah. so silly. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> no, I think for me, from like Salwa, I just feel like she's able to talk to whoever, like no matter what, who the person is, she's able to like create such like a meaningful connection with them and like just make that person feel so special and I think that's just like such a special talent to have like I I I see her like literally like whenever people come into the office like you don't even know them but you're like asking them questions and like doing all these things to like just make them feel special and I think that's so cool and such a nice quality to have and it's definitely something that I've learned from you Uh, because I love to talk but like I think it's like it's different from like talking and like actually making someone feel special you know um and I think I think I don't I don't I, I never speak about this. Um, it's because whenever I moved here and and like the whole transition and I look different and um, so many make so many people make me feel uncomfortable that I I've always I always say like I mean whoever is around me I just always want them to be comfortable and like relaxed and happy. I don't see you guys like I'm the director and like and you guys. Like, I don't know, I don't see it like that. I just see that we're a team and we're all the same doing the same thing. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I just want everybody to feel welcome and happy around me because I don't, it sucks when somebody does that to you, you know, that they, you, you don't feel welcome or you feel out of place. And I've experienced that in other jobs, that you can speak your mind because for me, it took what, my late 30s to be comfortable. Back in the day, I did not know how to speak up. I mean, I would always say yes, yes, yes. And it took for me to be connected to somebody, something that I love, perhaps fighting for, for the mission of this organization that I kind of rose into that. Or or this is the first time, well, no, this is the second time that I manage a group, but then it's a whole different dynamic. Anyway, but it, it comes from that. It comes from not feeling welcome. Yeah, I think... I think it's like your superpower, Sadwa. I re- I really do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was gonna I was gonna share more nice things about everyone. Camila, I I think you are also super witty, like in your writing. Like sometimes I'm reading your articles and I'm just like giggling. I'm like, this is so funny. And like I think you're like on the spot. You come up with things like super super fast, and I think that's awesome, especially when it comes to writing. And then Frankie, you're also super fast at just figuring things out I don't know if that makes sense but like I know I've like whenever I can't figure something out like I very much like am a google type of person but like sometimes I feel like you and I are like figuring things out together and you're just like you always beat me to it I'm just like how did he find it so fast um and that's just a really nice quality to have I just think that's awesome you're just like yeah I'll figure it out and I'm like okay and you do and I think that's awesome (laughs) yeah you know what I would take from Frankie is like I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if you're actually this calm, but you just have a sense of calm in every meeting. I feel like we're both doing the same thing. We're both for this podcast planning and I'm like over here like, oh my God, it needs to be this and it needs to be this day. And what about this and all this? And you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, want that. <laughs> I want that. You always make me feel like we can do anything. And I just, it's like the best working partner thing I, ever. I really I appreciate it. I would steal that. Yeah. 
I think a lot of it too is I have a really good team. You know, like I'm very, I think a very stoic person to a certain extent. Like I have my moments. Like I just really focus on what, like what can I control um, and what we can control, because that's really what it comes down to. But um, yeah, I just I also think it's the team. Like I I think that there's a lot of things that I think and we, we can be going and doing things and starting to prep where you know like a laundry and like we have conversations like i'm already thinking that like we're already on the same page like we're always on the same page all the time so it's like people like y'all read my mind in a way uh sometimes so it's just kind of easier to like filter and yeah i feel like me and Alondra are like the same too like when it comes to style like we're also like always on social media so it's like we come to each other and it's like how about this and it's like yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah no i agree i feel like we're very much like on the same wavelength a lot of the times when it comes to like promo and things um and we just like make it happen which is very nice yeah always gonna make it happen yeah. and if i can't make it happen exactly. i'm gonna find a way to make it happen <laughs> exactly <laughs> thank you guys so much enjoyed that conversation and love getting to know our amazing comms team. I know I love working with them. Special thanks to our amazing guests, communications coordinator Alandra Adama, digital content coordinator Frankie Alanis, and comms director Salva Yorgi. And as always, I hope to see you on the next episode. Until the next conversando, adios! <laughs>